KC, are you there? I am here. Hey, you staved off the yawn. Yeah. Yeah. Sociopath. Yeah. <laughs> so today we are talking about more Micah here on the Daily Bible Podcast, which if you guys want to catch up on the rest of the Daily Bible Podcast, you guys can check it out here on YouTube or go to the verygoodpodcast.com and uh, slash Daily Bible. Yeah. That's what it's under. Okay. Uh, you can get the audio versions of it there. So. Uh, if you guys are ready, are you ready to learn about what we're going to learn about today, honey? <laughs> I'm ready. And this is the end of Micah. Yes, it's the end of Micah. Not, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I said if you want to recap. Sorry. All right. So today is Micah's third bitch fit. And it really can be summed up in, in, in just a few little things here. If you guys don't remember last time, God was like, I'm going to fuck over the pagans really hard, destroy all their shit. I'm just going to be like a crazy ex, just destroy all your shit, take it and leave you with nothing. Um, and then God is going to guilt trip the fuck out of the Judeans. Uh, God tells them that, uh, he, God tells them that he wants them to kneel before him and deep throat his big thick cock. Kneel before Zod. Kneel, I kneel. mean God. Yeah. And and get the cock. God says a lot more anti-Semitic shit towards him. It's, it really does sound like God is just some kind of filthy anti-Semite like Rick Wiles. God will fuck them up. That's what I've got written down. <laughs> <laughs> short and sweet yep short and sweet uh god points out that there is no no one properly sucking him off right now and in fact the pr- the, the very problem is is that everyone is sucking themselves off micah says that you should trust no bitch until uh <laughs> he learns from his imaginary friend that it's all right Micah claims that God's will, uh, God will glow because of nuclear radiation. I'm not sure how he gets irradiated, but all right. Uh, God will bring uh, them out of the suffering that he has caused them. Uh, Thanks. (laughs) Micah then prays, Lord, help these dipshits. They don't. Micah prays, Lord. Please help these dipshits. They don't know. They don't remember how to properly suck dick. Amen. Mm. Well, besides the fact that there is absolutely no actual dick sucking in this uh, third discourse. Yeah. Uh, you didn't do too bad. You know what? Yeah. I think that the moth, uh, not the mafia, sorry, the uh, heathens here will mm-hmm. probably, uh, you know, they'll probably end up agreeing with me that he's just talking about sucking God's dick. Probably. You've trained them well. Mm-hmm. What's up, heathens? How, How y'all, y'all doing? doing? So we had a little bit of a talk in the intro there, and obviously I got some shit wrong. <laughs> so let's hear what his third bitch fit actually is. Okay, so today we're going to be going through Micah chapter 6 and 7, which is the rest of Micah, and it is his third discourse. Are you ready? I am so, my asshole is puckered. Okay. Listen to what the Lord says. Stand up, plead your case before the mountains. Let the hills hear what you have to say. Hear, O mountains, the Lord's accusation. Listen, you everlasting foundations of this earth. For the Lord has a case against his people. He is lodging 
a charge against Israel. I feel like he just said, listen up, you essential motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> listen up, bitches. <laughs> My people, what have I done to you? How have I burdened you? Answer me. I brought you up out of Egypt and redeemed you from the land of slavery. I sent Moses to lead you, also Aaron and Miriam. My people, remember what Balak, king of Moab, counseled, and what Balaam, son of Beor, answered. Remember your journey from Shittim to Gilgal, that you may know, <laughs> that you may know the righteous acts of the Lord. Y'all remember traveling from Shit to Gilgal? <laughs> Yeah. So he basically is this is this is the guilt trip. Right? Yes, it's the major guilt trip, specifically from shit to god shit. Anyway, with what shall I come before the Lord and bow down before the exalted God? Shall I come before him with burnt offerings with calves a year old? Will the Lord be pleased with thousands of rams with 10,000 rivers of oil? Shall I offer my firstborn for my transgression, the fruit of my body for the sin of my soul? Has he, sh or he has shown you, O oh man, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? To act justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. So Micah tells them right here uh, that what they need to do in order to please God. It's not all of the offerings and all the other shit. You need to act justly, love mercy, and walk humbly with God. Mm-hmm. Now, you see, in Micah here, I really feel like the whole argument of that it's not just faith, it's also works. Uh, I feel like um, Christians can really hold up like that argument using Micah here as far as their theology goes. I'm not talking about like actual history or anything like that. I'm just talking about their theology. Well, it seems like it could also be works because it says to act justly. Well, no, no, no. I'm saying that it's not just faith. It's oh, also oh, okay. Works. I thought, okay, I got what you're saying. Maybe, yeah. maybe I misspoke it earlier. I've been known to fuck up like that. Or so. I misunderstood one way or the other. Yeah. But yeah, because it's not just faith. You have to act justly, love mercy, and walk humbly with God. Yeah, but this does kind of seem like an odd time to bring this up, right? I mean, it's kind of like you're a guard, a security guard, and you've been letting employees steal stuff all the time. And then just randomly one day you're like, hey, I'm going to put my foot down on this shit. <laughs> well, it's, here, here's the, the interesting thing to me is that in Exodus – he goes through, well, not just in Exodus, but where he lays out all the laws and Deuteronomy and numbers and all that other stuff where he, where he lays all of that out. And he explains to them how they have to do their offerings and all the other stuff they've been punished previously for not doing it appropriately. And then Micah is telling them now that's not what's going to make God happy. Mm -hmm. Here's what is act justly, love mercy and walk humbly with God. That yeah. is contradictory to what has been told. Yeah, I mean, God was very specific about how to worship Him and mm -hmm. everything, and it He made it He made it out to be like the first tenet is make sure you get these fucking decorations right. <laughs> well, yeah, but I do also I I do think it's interesting because this has been talked about um, in the past. You know, few few passages that we've read, we talked about it in Isaiah some, right? That it wasn't that God didn't care as much about those other things right? as he did about how you treat people, you know, how you are to each other and being faithful to him alone. 
Yeah, none of the like murdering and killing and all that other stuff. That not that he care he cares about you and doing these other things. Yeah, so it's kind of it's contradictory to earlier on in the Bible, mm-hmm. but if you if you consider it, that was a long time ago from this point in time. So they're kind of you're seeing this shift. For mm-hmm. what's important, because previously it was super important that you do all the rituals and you do them all right. You do them all at the right time of the year and how many times you have to do them and all those other things. That was very critical. Mm-hmm. But now those things are not so important. And if you do them, they don't mean anything if you live the rest of your life like a shithole, essentially. Right. So, okay, let's move on. Listen, the Lord is calling to the city and to fear your name is wisdom. Heed the rod and the one who appointed it. And I, I am I still to forget a wicked house, your ill gotten treasures and the short ephah, which is cursed. Shall I acquit a man with dishonest scales with a bag of false weights? Her rich men are violent. Her people are liars and their tongues speak deceitfully. Therefore, I have begun to destroy you. To ruin you because of your sins. You will eat but not be satisfied. Your stomach will still be empty. You will store up but save nothing because what you save I will give to the sword. You will plant but not harvest. You will press olives but not use the oil on yourselves. You will crush grapes but not drink the wine. You have observed the statutes of Omri and all the practices of Ahab's house, and you have followed their traditions. Therefore, I will give you over to ruin and your people to derision. And you will bear the scorn of the nations. So, uh, the very beginning of that particular section where it says that knowing God is wisdom, mm-hmm. that that is the kind of wisdom that is that the Bible considers to actually be wisdom. This Not is knowing God, fearing God. Oh, I thought it said knowing God. No, listen, the Lord is calling to the city, and to fear your name is wisdom. Oh, okay. Fearing God is wisdom. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, still, the, the the whole idea of wisdom is about knowing and fearing God, mm-hmm. right? Uh, that's what wisdom is in the Bible. So, honestly, whenever I hear some, uh, not religious person, but Christian, tell me that, like, I'm stupid or I'm a fool or I'm not wise or something like that, I, I'm not really hurt by that at all. Because yeah. their their version of wisdom is fearing God and, and no, quote-unquote, knowing God. Yeah. Okay, so now we just heard Judah's sin and their punishment for it, right? They gonna get fucked up. Well, yeah, and and he he talked about again. They observed other religions and followed traditions of another nation, and blah blah blah. And no, that's a problem. No, no real immoral actions are laid out here. Just the fact that they allow other religions to exist in their society, and I guess maybe some of the Jews are also other religion, like they adhere to other religions too. Well, they let says? it. They let it survive in their land. And, oh, okay. And so they just... and and they practice traditions from other nations. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, what misery is mine? I am like one who gathers summer fruit at the gleaning of the vineyard. There is no cluster of grapes to eat. None of the early figs that I crave. You know, these people really love grapes and figs. Yeah, they probably grew well in the area. The and olives. Yeah. Yeah. The godly have been swept from the land. Not one upright man remains. All men lie in wait to shed blood. Each hunts his brother with a net. Both hands are skilled in doing evil. The ruler demands gifts. The judge accepts bribes. The powerful dictate what they desire. They all conspire together. 
The best of them is like a briar, the most upright worse than a thorn hedge. The day of your watchman has come, the day God visits you. Now is the time of their confusion. Do not trust a neighbor. Put no confidence in a friend. Even with her who lies in your embrace, be careful of your words. For a son dishonors his father. A daughter rises up against her mother. A daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. A man's enemies are the members of his own household. But as for me, I watch in hope for the Lord. I wait for God, my Savior. My God will hear me. Trust no bitch. <laughs> That was pretty accurate. I know, right? Yeah. Yeah. So basically, he's Micah here is telling them, don't trust anybody except for God. Yeah. Right. And that's what he's going to do. He's going to trust God and wait for him. You know, I see this same sentiment echoed like in the uh, New Testament when God tells his disciples, or not God, but Jesus tells his disciples that he is there to turn like father against son, mm -hmm. mother against daughter and all this. Yeah, it's, uh, a, it's a similar passage. Yeah, right. Do not gloat over me, my enemy. Though I have fallen, I will rise. Though I sit in darkness, the Lord will be my light. But I have sinned against him and I will bear the Lord's wrath until he pleads my case and establishes my right. He will bring me out into the light. I will see his righteousness. Then my enemy will see it and will be covered with shame. She who said to me, where is the Lord your God? My eyes will see her downfall. Even now she will be trampled underfoot like mire in the streets. So this is again talking about the renewal of Israel mm -hmm. and how even though God is punishing them now, he will bring them forward. Like right. he'll bring them out of it. The day for building your walls will come, the day for extending your boundaries. In that day, people will come to you from Syria and the cities of Egypt, even from Egypt to the Euphrates and from sea to sea and from mountain to mountain. The earth will become desolate because of its inhabitants and the result of their deeds. So that's basically what's going, what Micah is saying is going to happen. Shit's going to get fucked up. But then God's going to fix it. Uh, yeah. That's uh, what he says. Yeah. So, uh, but I mean, this is, I mean, if I were to go through our apartment here and destroy shit and be like, but I'm going to fix it later. <laughs> like that's, that just seems like psychopathic it's, or yeah. something. Yeah. Um, and then finally, at the end of Micah chapter seven, he does a prayer in praise. So are you ready? Oh, yes. I, I remember my summary of this. I wonder how well it maps. Yeah. So this is Micah talking to God. Shepherd your people with your staff, the flock of your inheritance, which lives by itself in a forest, in fertile pasture lands. Let them feed in Basham and Gilead, as the days long ago. As in the days when you came out of Egypt, I will show them my wonders. Nations will see and be ashamed, deprived of all their power. They will lay their hands on their mouths and their ears will become death. They will lick dust like a snake, like creatures that crawl on the ground. They will come trembling out of their dens. They will turn in fear to the Lord our God and will be afraid of you. Who is a God like you, who pardons sin and forgives the transgression of the remnant of his inheritance? You do not stay angry forever, but delight to show mercy. You will again have compassion on us. You will tread our sins underfoot and hurl all our iniquities into the depths of the sea. You will be true to Jacob and show mercy to Abraham as you pledged on oath to our fathers in days long ago. I mean, you know, I don't know. I, I guess I kind of get that wrong a little bit. <laughs> well, here's what's interesting is just that, I don't know. I find it hard to understand why 
they're like, God is going to do all this shit and fuck everything up. But he is an awesome God who is very happy to be merciful. God is an awesome God. He He reigns. reigns. Yep. Yep. Shit from above. (laughs) Pretty much. But then he'll clean it up. Yeah, he'll clean it up. He'll just shit. Or he'll forgive you if you clean it up. (laughs) That's more like it. Yeah. So that's the end of Micah. Boom. Done with Micah. That's all that you need to know about Micah. You just copied of Isaiah, except he had more specific shit to say. Yeah. So, well, we have more of Isaiah coming up, but not not this next week. Yeah, Isaiah's got like 45 chapters. I'm guessing. Yeah, we've got a lot of Isaiah left. Yeah, so I, I think that Isaiah's going to be a, a pretty staple thing here for a while. Yeah, so next week we have a pretty short um, talk. We're going to jump back into... Um, the story in Israel and Judah, right? It's probably in what, Chronicles? Um, uh, yeah, we've got some First Chronicles. We've got some Second Kings. Uh, what else do we have? We've got some Second uh, Chronicles. And we're basically just going to go through what's going on in that story right now because Micah was a prophet that was talking to Judah right. at this time. So we're going to catch up with what's going on in Israel and in Judah. And then we're going to jump back into Isaiah. Not not next week, but the week following, we'll jump back into Isaiah. But there's going to be some assassinations. Oh shit! Week. Yeah, there's going to be some threatening and assassination. Um, the captivity uh, is going to begin. So that's where we're going to go next week. Interesting. All right, heathens. Well, if you want to learn about this captivity shit and also who gets assassinated next week, like we're on an episode of Game of Thrones, then I guess you'll have to tune in then. Don't forget to stand up and use your voice. Bye, heathens. Bye, y'all. Wash your damn hands. <laughs>